0: Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you were blessed by today's sermon. And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. From the Gospel according to St. Luke, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. This is my uh, second visit to Christ Church Midland in the last 13 months. Uh, Of course, I've only been a bishop for for 16 months and the question I hear most often now is, you know, what is it like to be a bishop? And I told the 830 crowd, it's exactly like my golf game. I never know what I'm gonna get. (laughs) Um, Three weeks ago I was at a church in Fort Worth that had a English service in the morning and a Spanish service in the afternoon. Uh, I don't speak Spanish fluently but I can read it so I was able to get through that. Uh, Two Sundays ago, I was at a worship service in a gymnasium with guitars and little kids running all over the place. Uh, It was quite a joyful event. Last Sunday, I was at a Missile Mass uh, in which I had on like six layers of vestments and incense everywhere and a big screen between me and the congregation. Uh, And then I found myself here this morning. And uh, it is a joyful place to be. Uh, but like I said, I never know what I'm going to get. And I know some of you guys here have probably never seen an Anglican liturgy. Uh, what I can tell you is that we try to take the best from the last 2,000 years, uh, from the 1st from the and 2nd 3rd century all the way to, to uh, this century. Some of the prayers you'll see and hear, uh, really even the creed itself is from the 3rd century. But um, it, it really is uh, allowing the Holy Spirit to work through the church throughout its history, and that's what we embrace. Most of this service, in fact, actually comes from Scripture. Uh, the Eucharist itself, I think, in, in, the, in the if you were to read through all this, you'd find it's all basically 430-some-odd pieces of Scripture all put together. Uh, and so, as Anglicans, of course, we, we hold the Word of God with the highest esteem, and it is the authority over our lives. Uh, what, we were, what we heard this morning from Luke's Gospel is, I think, the greatest example of the model of what it means to be a disciple. And the Bible story is pretty simple. From the days of Adam and Eve, we as humans have said no to God. That's our default setting. God wants to be in a relationship with us, and we say no. God wants us to love one another, and we say no. Uh, Adam and Eve said no to God. They rebelled against him. And that's what we're born into. Mary, this young teenage girl, is confronted by an archangel. Now, first of all, that itself would have been a scary event. But you heard what the archangel said to her, right? You're going to conceive and bear a son. His name will be called Emmanuel. He will save the people from their sins. He will be the son of God, the the most holy. Now, imagine being about 15 years old or 14 years old and hearing something like that. There was fear, right? There was doubt. How can this be? I don't even have a husband. To which the angel, of course, says, With God, nothing is impossible. And Mary then says what the human race has been longing to say, but can't because of sin. She says, Behold, I'm the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Mary says, Yes to God. And that then allows God to say yes to us. Jesus is conceived, he's born into this world, he goes to the cross, which is really our yes and dies for our sins on the cross. He then rises from the dead on Easter Sunday to open up the way of everlasting life so that now we can say yes to God and we can then enter into that guarantee of the gift of eternal life. This morning, in fact, I have no doubt there are miracles taking place right here, right now. In fact, a couple of you folks are receiving First Communion today, right? There's there's a promise Jesus made, whenever two or three are gathered in my name, I will be in the midst of them. And in a few moments, we're going to speak the words of institution, and we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to come onto that bread and that wine, and to make it the real body and blood of Jesus. So for the first time, you're going to come forward, and you're going to experience a miracle. You're going to feed on the body of Christ, and and you're going to drink the blood of Christ, and he's going to feed your heart and your soul not just for your own benefit, but so that you can then go out into the world with Jesus and share him with others. It's an incredible event. Now, I don't throw around the word miracle lightly, but there are some yeses and no's that are happening here this morning. In a few moments, the folks here who are being baptized and those who are being confirmed, essentially reconfirming their baptismal vows, are gonna publicly stand before the church and they're gonna say no to Satan. They're going to say no to the flesh. They're going to say no to the ways of this world. They're going to say yes to Jesus as their savior. They're going to say yes to Jesus as their Lord. They're going to say yes to receiving the love of God the Father in their lives. You saw the message on the screen before we started, right? You are loved. Baptism reminds us that we are loved. What's your first name? Ashley. Ashley. When you're baptized what i want you to realize is that god loves you as if you're the only person there is to love he wants to be in a relationship with you and he wants you to live your life for him because he's given his life for you that's the heart of the gospel god has given us his life so that we can now live in his love and there's a lot of us in this world who've never known love my family split apart when i was younger Some of us may even have never known who our fathers or mothers are. A lot of us have never really known what it's like to be loved. But that's what the gospel tells us. God loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son who died on our behalf so that we could then receive God as our father. Paul talks about that whole adoption issue, that if we are in Christ, we are sons and daughters of God. That means we are loved we can finally experience what it means to truly be loved. But it goes even further, okay? As you affirm Jesus, not just as your savior, but as your Lord, you can now love others because you know what it's like to be loved. And that gives us all a sense of hope. We know where we're headed eternally. We have purpose, we have meaning, the very things that this world cannot give. And we, we fill that hole so much with things that are, are hurtful, that, that break us and that allow us to try to break others. If we fill that hole with the Holy Spirit, with the image of Christ implanted in us through baptism, we can begin living our lives for others, not just for ourselves. So I am so excited because there are miracles happening today. There's a divine yes that's been given to us, even though we want to say no. We can now, in Christ, say yes. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Isn't that incredible? God's love for us knows no bounds, and he wants to shower that love on us. I hope you hear that message. He wants to shower that love on us. There's this incredible promise in John's prologue, the first part of John's Gospel. To all who received him, i.e. Jesus, to all who received Jesus, who believed in his name, and I want you to hear this, he gave power to become children of God. You may not know what it's like to have a father's love or a mother's love. But now you can. To all who believed in and who received in his name, he gave power to become children of God, not born of blood or the will of man, but of God. In baptism, we are reborn into the household of God. We become his sons and daughters. And those who are confirming that baptismal faith, I hope you embrace that as well. God loves you as if you're the only one to love. And you can take that love and not just embrace it and keep it to yourself, but share it with those in the world around you. Because the rest of the world is hurting as well. they filled that empty spot with things that can't satisfy. Feed on the Lord, and he will satisfy every need. There's another promise I want you to remember as we wrap this up, and that is St. Paul in Romans says, If you you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord, which you're about to do, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, here's the promise, you will be saved. There's no question mark in there. It's a guarantee. If you want the gift of eternal life, submit to baptism. Submit to the Lordship of Christ in your life. Begin praying with Him, praying to Him, listening to Him, and following His will in your life. And you'll discover incredible blessings before you. So if there's anyone in here just for the moment and this will be a bit of an unconventional altar call if you like, if there's someone in here who maybe feels stirred by God or maybe wants to know a little bit more about what Jesus can actually do for me, I, I encourage you to grab one of the clergy after this service, make an appointment with them, come back in here and sit down and pray with them and talk about what God can mean for you, what he can do in your life, what it means to be a son or daughter of the Most High. Uh, One final thing, and and I just wanna commend Christ Church. My two visits here have been some of the best visits I've had because of the hospitality and the spirit of joy and life that's here. I mean, it's tangible. You can feel that love just flowing in this family. Uh, Yesterday, we had a wonderful dinner last night uh, with the staff Uh, I had a a meeting with with someone discerning ordination and then um, I met actually at lunch with Father Henry uh, with uh, was it Andy and Ryan senior warden and the architect And, and they laid out this vision this plan and I thought this is incredible the fundraising that's gone into this but what we talked about is what's behind all of this and it's not about a beautiful building although that can be given to the glory of God. It's what happens, you know, inside and outside the walls of this building. You're here as disciples of Jesus to share the transforming love of Jesus with everyone you can. And whatever tools you use to accomplish that mission, if you're accomplishing that mission, you've done all that you need to do. And I think the leadership of this parish has got an incredible vision for sharing the gospel in this community so that everyone in this area can come to know Jesus Christ uh... and for that i'm incredibly excited uh... and i look forward to just seeing this bright future that god's laid out for y'all you uh... your leadership and your your spiritual fatherhood of this family um, is is incredible So, thank you for allowing me to to bask in the love of this place and for the hospitality you show me i think it's time to get on with the baptisms what do you say are you all ready all right let me close with this one line from uh, the, St. Paul's letter to the Romans. To the only wise God, be glory forevermore through Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.